0: over on the side of the street, up the street and you take the car, the uh, air filter off and you put a couple of drops of gas in. You have the key, you have the ignition, all you got to do is turn it and it'll catch usually. If you keep putting gas in it, it floods it, yes? So I find this solution or this idea or this message is a timeless solution. It doesn't increase by more of it, yeah? It doesn't increase by length of study of it. It's really like a sudden whack. It's almost as if it's a catalyst or like a primer to mind. Once it gets in there, the mind entertains it, and then it verifies it by entertaining it, and then the fruits start to appear in one's life, yeah? My view of it is that as a, a general translation here in time and space, the action figure will travel later. yeah? It doesn't say the terrain of your life is going to change. Things are going to happen. You may get sick. You may get fired, whatever. But you'll travel lighter through it all. Yeah. So for me, it's very, very... Um, it translates as value immediately. And it's not a process. And it's not a path, in a sense. A path may be a way to express it, but I don't believe a path is the way to achieve it. Because there's no achieving it. Yeah? If you achieve anything... With the kind of mind that believes it can achieve something, that same mind believes it can lose it like that. Yes? So if you believe you did something to get somewhere, you'll find out a lot of stories that when you stop doing that something that you're not there anymore. Yeah? Yeah. I don't believe there's a... It's like... um, You know in the books, you go to the books, they have a lot of self-help books, and a lot of them are about how to be in the moment, you know, how to get into the moment, how to have a turbocharged moment, how to be extremely into the moment. <laughs> but I don't believe you can be out of a moment, yeah? That's my sense of it. So the idea of trying to get into the moment is a form of being out of the moment. Yeah. That's how you live as if you can possibly be out of the moment by trying to get into the moment. So There's no way I could be out of the moment, so there's no need to get into the moment, and that doesn't take any time, yeah? It would take time if you could be out of the moment to get back in, yes? And time usually uh, implies a process. You're going to do something to change one, one condition, which is being out of the moment, to be in the moment, yeah? But who plays God in all that? Your head, yeah? Your head tells you if you're in or out of the moment. Your head tells you, it's like those games when when we were kids. So when, uh, some sadistic adult would hide eggs in the garden and they'd play hot and cold with you. So your head is playing hot and cold. You're getting closer, you're getting closer, you're getting closer. Maybe at a retreat, you know?
1: <laughs>
0: and then you leave the retreat. You're far away. You're cold, you're cold, you're cold. You never find the egg, eh? <laughs> your head just tells you how close and far you are. <laughs> But what happens if the, <laughs> if you couldn't be close or far? If you're not that which lives in close and farness, yeah. if you're not that which can be connected or disconnected, all of that becomes mute. It's not a, it doesn't have any validity anymore. And so you're right where you've always been, and there's an obviousness to that. It doesn't take any time. So,
2: so Paul, if I understand you correctly, would you say that you're not in favor of any... Processes
0: like meditation or inquiry or things like that, that take time. It's not like I'm not in favor of it. I, uh, I would be, I'd be questioning because there's a certain template in practices that there's a practitioner, yes. And let's say the practice in your head is noble, in other words, it's more important for you to meditate than to wash the dishes. Yeah. So you make that activity important. To me, that's just like crazy glue to the bondage of being a self. Yeah? Because now you're on you're a noble endeavor, which is the worst kind, <laughs> in, my, in my view. <laughs> you're, on this, you're on this journey, and it's all very rich and dramatic, yes? But um, what does the journey reflect the most, the goal or the person seeking the goal? I would say that it's like everything becomes a mirror to see your own reflection in. I don't know, that's my view. But as a form of expression, it's great. Like they had a look... In the old days, people would... There was a story about these people would see a saint and they'd see what he did and everything. So they would try to do what he did to end up where he was. But it, where, it was from where he was that that doing was occurring. It wasn't the doing that brought him to where he was. That where he was was expressing itself that way. It could probably very peculiar to that little unique situation, to make it a discipline that if I do that and go, it's like when people share they had an event, let's say in a certain place at a certain time, let's say at a Denny's or something, then people flock to that Denny's, they order the same meal, they try to get there at the exact same time with the expectation that something's going to (laughs) happen. It's freaking insane, isn't it? I mean, something is going to happen. You'll probably get some pancakes if you order them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't know if what you were expecting to happen would happen. Because once there's the you, you're involved in time. Yes? Like, I, what I am is prior to me arriving here, obviously. yeah. And if I would sit here and have to say, I have to get ready to do the talk, I'd miss the whole point. You know what I mean? I don't have, like, in my friend does talks in business, I, there's no ready room I go to first, you know, and then it's not ready, get set, go room. <laughs> I mean, I don't go through a phase. I walk in, I sit down, and if it's there, it happens. Yeah, it's like a download, yeah? and it's actually a lot more important than my little individual type of an agenda, yeah, it just has a need to express, just like all these mental wins that some of us experience, they're all seeking expression, yeah, and so they can't, the animal form doesn't give them a, a large enough spectrum. You know, animals don't usually kill each other for the fun of it, yeah? They don't produce huge amount of dramas, you know, running after the nut, each squirrel. It's just get a nut and whatever, yeah? But you, in the human experience, there's a lot, a lot of uh, forms and layers of expression. So let's say there's these mental winds that are blowing around, and they're seeking expression. They can't take form, but they can take, have an effect through you as a form not you, but as this form, yeah? So it's sort of like um, jealousy and stuff, and those kind of anger. So once these expressions move through, most people claim them to be their own expressions. I'm angry, I'm jealous. That's the bondage to the idea of being a self, yes? You're not seeing that, basically, this is just an opportunity for nothingness to express, and yet every time whatever expresses to us, the apparatus claims to be the one that's doing it, yeah? That's the bondage of being a self. The feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. The sense of being the doer. Yeah, And the logic of the conditional mind cannot escape that fact. It will not let a verb be a verb. It always looks for a noun that did it, or that it was done to. If it can't find itself as the doer or someone else as a doer, it'll say God was the doer. Somehow it has to place a noun in things. And then from that noun, then instead of life happening, it's happening to me. It's a huge different uh, interpretation. It, it like twists life into a, like a focus on you. You get caught in this self-centered loop. Not you, but the mind, just. Yes. And all it sees is its own reflection. It's almost like Narcissus on steroids. It's just looking at everything, because every relationship is a projection from my own head. I very rarely see the person. I see what I think of the person, or my idea of that person, yes? So everywhere I go is reflecting me. And like in Buddhism, they would say it's cherishing, the cherishing of self. And I really like that word, because it's people say, oh, I'd like to get out of it, but in fact, their mind doesn't. They're quite happy with the uh, misery. It gives them an identification. It gives them a relevance. Yeah? And I find the thing the conditional mind is most afraid of is being irrelevant. It wants to have meaning. Yeah? It wants to have meaning. It's seeking meaning. It's seeking to be special. It's seeking to be right. And... Uh,
2: I'm not attempting
0: to work on any of that. I'm just seeing I'm not that that does that. I am not that which is seeking relief. I am not that which is getting relief. I am not that. And for me, what I am is the seeing of what I'm not. Yeah? What I am is the seeing of what I'm not. What I am is seeing. I'm not a seer, nor am I seen. I'm the seeing and the seeing, in a sense, if you, if you could entertain it, the seeing is truly seeing nothing. So it goes on infinitely. Yeah? I would say that's the activity of mind and manifestation. It's, it's seeing. Yeah? It never alights on a thing where that it creates the situation of seeing and seer. Yeah? It doesn't happen in just seeing. Yeah? It's when it's downloaded here into the conditionality, then when the seeing is occurring, it's held as seer and seen. And the emphasis is on each pole, isn't it? It's the emphasis on you or what you've seen. To me, that seeing is a form of looking called self-centeredness, and I think it's a form of blindness. So what happens is we try to find other ways of looking, let's say Buddhism and other things. And and first of all, non-duality is not a thing. Non-duality is a negation. It's not two. So when someone says there's a non-duality meeting, Where? (laughs) There cannot possibly be one, because non-duality is not two. That's all it is. It's not saying, oh, after not two, this is what it is. There's no this that is it. There's just not two. In that, there's a pause, and that seeing, yes. The interruption of the linear story occurs. At that moment, the looking, the horizontal looking, is seeing. Yeah. That, to me, is where to rest. Not as you, because if it's you, you cannot rest there. Because you're based on agitation. The sense of a you is on a house of, it's on a uh, foundation of sand. There's no peace in self because self is constantly agitated. You've been seeking from the tit. It's constantly agitated. There's no rest to be found there. But uh, if I'm not that, that's where the rest is. So when someone says, uh, you know, uh, like, we used the term selfing, and then sort of caught on a little bit, so people call up and say, I've been selfing all day. But it's not, see, the sense of I'm selfing is the product of selfing. It's the sense of being the one who's doing it, yeah? Selfing is just happening. It's a mental process. That's what it does, yeah? That's, I feel it's like, like this apparatus, this is the way it organizes what's going on. It organizes under the umbrella of it's happening to a self. Yes. It makes some sense out of things, and it's looking for sense. It wants to have knowledge. That's its security. It wants to know. Yeah, It wants to know. Even if it's wrong, it still wants to know. The point of this is, like in the Zen mind, the highest form of mind is, I don't know. Because then you're put into a position of finding out. Finding out is much more of a... It's a strain of knowledge that can produce a convincing... Yes, it's not a dualistic split. You can actually be convinced. Yeah. If this is attempting to be convinced, it constantly goes back and forth. It will be thoroughly convinced, and five minutes later, unconvinced, because it's on agitation. It's on this like, it's like resting on this dualistic ocean, which is high and low tides. It's like having a houseboat with no anchor. You're never going to get rest in that boat. It's going to go up and down, move around. Yes. This is by if I'm not that then what, what you'll find out is yeah, you're never going to find out what you are because it's impossible. Because you are that. Yeah? And it's not a noun. It's it's a verb in a sense. It's seeing. It never becomes the seer. It only becomes the seer when it's interpreted here. And that's a form of looking called self-centeredness. It's not seeing anymore. yeah. But if there's a sense of the seeing, that's why I say I am what I am what's seeing. I'm the seeing of what I'm not. So everything that's arising, I am not that. Yeah. It doesn't mean, okay, now turn around and see what you are. You can't. It's impossible. That's it. And the mind has to go through a little bit of an adjustment because it can't entertain a verb without sticking a noun in it. it has a, it's, that, it's its habit, yeah? It's its format. But if you can, at points... When the seeing is occurring, there will be a pause before the noun gets placed in. If that pause can be uh, entertained, then you get the infinity of that seeing. Yeah. Then your state becomes stabilized because it's not based on you. The noun doesn't have to do the verb more. Yeah, it doesn't have to go where the verb's being done to get more of it. It has nothing to do with it. <laughs> It's totally irrelevant. That's why it finally works. <laughs> it's just like that. It's timeless. So if you start getting a taste of it, the timelessness of, of it will download. Yes? You'll see that instead of I will be okay, which is a sort of a mantra here, it's a sense of okayness now. Yes? I was once okay, no, it's a sense of okayness now. And that now has never come to be anything other than now. All you're thinking about the past is happening now, and all you're ruminating about what could possibly happen to you in the future is happening now. We cannot escape this now. Yeah We are the now. We're not in the now. We are the now. yeah We are this. In that solution, it's like the best way to get out of an imaginary problem is to realize it's imaginary. Yeah? How much time would it take to get out of an imaginary problem? No time whatsoever. Yes, yeah, exactly. The best way to get out of anything is not to be in it. Yeah. If you're not in it, there's no need to get out of it. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Because anything of time is like the mind making something out of nothing. Yes, This is a message about nothing, really. And we're, we're just uh, seekers and collectors of something. We're constantly getting something here. Yeah? And how much does the something add up to? Pretty much nothing. Really. <laughs> so why don't you try nothing for a change and see what happens? It may add up to something, a big something. <laughs> it has an incredible quality. You can't put your dirty little fingers on it. <laughs> yes, yeah. But after this, let's just do a talk and a lot of questions at the end. No, no, go ahead. It's all right. Uh, but the,
2: the biggest obstacle is the constant commentary that's going
0: on. To who? To who
2: what?
0: To who? Who is that to who? To who is that the biggest obstacle to? See the pause right there? That's it. See the pause before the hiccup of the mind and then it started to coagulate? That pause is what I am. Yes, and you are also, huh?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like the old. You ever see that movie uh, uh, Austin Powers with the zip You know, before the guy wants to say something, he's crazy. You know, Dr. Evil. <laughs> he can't get a word out. <laughs> That's what it's like. The pause is like that. The mind wants to kick in and start its little, and it's just like it, it's a pause before that. And then after a while, it just gives up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Well, it is. Yeah. But you see. That it's this is about. It has nothing to do with like worrying about next week. This isn't a plan to stop worrying about next week. It's and it's. I don't even. I like self inquiry. I like asking subjective questions, but that could also be self attempting to get out of self. Yeah. The whole point is is that I'm not that which is worrying about next week. As soon as see what I happened with me was. Let's say we're here. We're at this meeting, and there's this woman in the meeting next door at the retirement meeting or whatever. Yeah. You know and i'm interested in her biblically right yeah and so my interest and attention is more on her than on what's happening here yeah and therefore someone comes up to me and says hey paul you're supposed to be doing this talk and i agree with them but i can't i don't have no control it's like trying to hurt cats my interest and attention are over there yeah and then someone throws a book on and it says how to lose Interest in the conversation in another room, and I pace through it like, you yeah. oh, know, right. I get it. But still, my interest, and attention is listening to see if she says anything about me, yeah. And then suddenly, after about five minutes, she starts talking, and I'm really keen. And then she says, starts talking about Matt, and my name is Paul. What happens? I, my, I lose interest in that conversation immediately. I don't have to take a retreat. I don't. I don't have to read any books. I don't have to meditate on it. It just my interest and attention leaves that thing. It can't be, the interest and attention is never lost. There's an infinite amount of it, yeah? But it can lose, it can be unwedded to a thing. So it comes over, it comes out of that, and then where is it? Right where it always is. And and where is it going to go? Who knows? You'll find out. But I bet you when it's unleashed to that bondage of self, you'll see what it comes back with. Yeah? You'll see what it picks up. It may enrich your life. The same interest and attention that binds you to an idea of being you, that narrator all day. You know, it's like K-Paul. It's like a radio station. It's just selling you freaking fucking commercials all day, yes? On and on and on. The same old, same old. But you're glued to it. You can't seem to turn it off. Yet someone else will bring, you know, K-Steve to you. And you're like Solomon about Cave Steve. Oh, yes, that's crazy stuff you're listening to. No, 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 no. But the same thoughts, when they're held as yours, have a totally different impact, don't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: but the mind always knows exactly what to say and when to say it to capture my attention. So, it's not like I'm thinking something I don't want to think about. I would
0: say, then, whatever whatever is titled to be you that it captures, you're not that. I intellectually know that. Yes. Well, then I would just listen to some Zen bitch slap songs. Or so, I mean, songs, some talks, and see what happens. Yeah. Because repetition, I find, is helpful. Because here, repetition's like a poison. Just like you keep hearing the same old, same old. You can use that poison as an antidote. Yeah. Yes. You hear. You hear the message. You let it be entertained. It's not thinking about it. I just let it in, and I entertain it. My mind entertains it. Yes. And what happened with me is, when I realized I was not that, or entertained the idea, I'm not that which all those thoughts are implying and inferring and pointing to and vaguely, yes, representing, I'm not that, I lost interest in the whole mechanism. Yeah? Selfing didn't happen, had to stop. What had happened, it got downgraded to something I was listening to or listening to, and now it's something that's heard. It's totally different, yeah? Totally different. And what occurs is, the planet Paul or Steve is what's holding all of this stuff in place. No, none of these, none of these uh, moons and asteroids are trying to fuck with you. Basically, it's your orbit, your interest and attention, because you believe it's about you. That's what keeps everything in place. Yeah. If you take out the center of the system, the system starts to collapse. And what happened? That's what have occurred with me. I entertain me. Hey, I may not be that, and immediately I could entertain. I can be free of it. But you can't be freed from what you're identified as. When the mind becomes identified as that, it can't be freed. That's when it seeks for therapy and help. Because it knows or some people kill themselves. Because they can't separate what's driving them crazy and themselves, yeah? They see it as the same thing. Yeah? They do. Because they're not obsessed with it, they're identified as it. It's a difference. An identification as is so far past obsession. It, it entertains tons of obsessions, that, yeah? And I would say that is the root of the dilemma, the seeming dilemma, is its identification as a self. And it's produced and reinforced, and the glue for that is the narrative, yes? The daily yakking up there, going on. It's like having a hypnotist with yourself all day. You're just, your mind is being tranced out, yes? And then, what's amazing is, the mind itself has taken a position... Instead of just sensing the conscious contact, which is going on, which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and you see thoughts like an eye sees a bird, right? It's just a subtler thing, but it's still a thing. Yes, thoughts. So this conscious contact is happening, but the mental process, see, I believe a mental process produces the idea of self. You didn't have it when you were born. It took a while for the body to develop, yeah? Yeah. So I believe a mental process produces it through this, this uh, activity of selfing, which because it's not so, it has to be going on quite a lot. It's almost like if you saw a helicopter blade. If it's going really, really fast, it looks like it stops, and it's a solid thing. Yeah? It's like an optical illusion. I think that that's occurring by the selfing. There's an optical illusion that the mind takes itself to be a body. So when it's thought about, yes, when the system thinks about it, it thinks about it as a body. Yeah? If you look at it, look at your thought system. How does your thought system present you when it's thinking about, quote-unquote, you? When, is it, when it thinks about you in the past, how are you presented? As a body, yes? When you think about what's going to happen to me in the future, what does that me represent in the thought system? A body, yeah? So the thought system, the way it sees you and the way it presents you is as a body. Yeah? And if it does, what it can do then, it now has a fixed object that it can place anywhere else at any other time and be thought about. Yeah? Instead of right now, in this moment, you can your mind can distract itself so much because it has this little doll of obsession, me, Yeah. and it can place it anywhere else at any other time, 20 years ago, 5 years from now a day from now, a minute from now, when I get my Agendas for tonight, I hope I have that movie still in the DVD, all these things. It's picturing you, it's assuming you as a body. If there is unconscious he- listening to that, if there's unconscious listening to that, you, for all intents and purposes, are going to be a body. Yes? It's like the old story with the uh, lion, the young lion, and the mother, and the mother dies, and the young young lion is uh, abandoned, yeah, so the young lion is just roaming around, doesn't know what it is, can't take care of itself, and he sees this herd of sheep, and so it runs after the herd of sheep, and the sheep know what it is, it's a lion, so they're really scared, and then they realize, hey, this lion doesn't even know it's a lion, you know, and so the lion sort of ingratiates itself with the the herd, and now it's trying to be the best sheep it can be. It's chewing cud, you know, listening to the adults worry about who's going to be the next sweater and everything like this, and barring. It doesn't sound too good, but it's barring, and there's a dissatisfaction. It's irritable, restless, and discontent, you know, but it doesn't know why. It can't put its finger on it, so for years it's living the sheep life, (laughs) and one day a big old lion comes into the field looking to eat something, so it starts running after the herd, and on the corner of the ice sees this young lion running. And it thinks, oh, this young lion's joining me on the hunt. But then it realizes the young lion's running away from it. So it stops running after the sheep and grabs the young lion. The young lion rolls on its back and goes, please, please don't eat me. Don't eat me, Mr. Lion. You know, he's been told about lions quite a lot. And the old lion is really perplexed, grabs it and drags it to this water, this pond and sticks both their heads out. And when the young lion sees their reflections, it wakes up. Yes? And then the old lion goes roar and the young lion roars. It doesn't have to take a three-month class of roaring. It roars. It immediately entertained its nature. It did not take any time. What was taking time was to be a sheep. Yes? That was taking years and it still wasn't working. Because he can't overcome his nature as a lion to become a sheep. And conversely what happens here at these meetings at times is um there's the message, you're a lion and it's not you're a lion, you know, it's just representing something. <laughs> no thingness, really. You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. And you hear it, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. And then it hits your sheep ears and it's I can become like a lion. That's not the message, all right? You're the lion and you're yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah, you're the lion, you're the lion, you're the lion, you're a lion. You're the lion. I can become like a lion. No, that's not the message. So, what happens with sheep is they get, you know, it'd be nice to be a lion if you're a sheep. You could rip some throats out, and but when that guy tries to shave you, you know, you can mess with them everything like that. So, let's say a little group of them get together and they find some pictures of lions and they put them in little frames, and they get the candles. And they start sitting down and they're having roaring classes. Everyone sounds like a bob, but they're going, You're doing better, Harold. Yeah. A little baw, you know, like this. And they're, like, they're straightening their hair out, you know, to get the mane. And they're, you know, they're really supporting each other. Let's, if we can really work hard, we can become like a lion. You know what I mean? But they're having a difficult time because the major impediment is that there's the belief they're a sheep. Yes? When there's the belief that you're a sheep, it's going to take time to become like a lion. And it's going to take a whole lot of time, because you're never going to be a lion. Yeah, You can make it closer and farther to become like one. But the timeless solution is, I'm not the sheep. Yes, I'm not even saying you're a lion. I would just say I'm not the sheep. You'll find out after that. But I'll tell you, it won't take any time. It may take time to translate here because this is a place of expression and expressions take time to express, yes? But the solution is not of time. Yes? How does that apply to 12-step programs? How does it apply to 12-step programs? Well, to me, the 12-step program in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, they brought it to the root of the trouble was obsession with self, yes? That's what it says. And they spend a couple of pages about how self-setting this is going to kill you and everything like that. I, after years of being in AA, 24 years now, uh, that has changed. I don't believe it's obsession with self. I think it's identification as self, yes? And so let's say if you know, if some people are in the program here, all right, you don't mind if I speak from it there? All right, so... The others, you'll pick it up. It's the same, same. AA is a beautiful uh, program because it has, what I take, the best information about the problem. There's no need to have information about the solution. What, what can be done here is describe the problem. Yeah? If you can describe the problem, in seeing the problem, you'll get a sense of what the solution is. Yeah? Like You'll know the problem by the solution. It's like if someone was, when you were born, someone put their hand on your shoulder like this, right? So ever, ever since then, this hand has been on your shoulder, probably producing a lot of problems. And you would have a lot of stories of what you thought was producing those problems, but you probably never knew it would be the hand. But you would know the hand's influence in your life when it lifted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, you know the problem by the solution. You can't know the problem by the problem. Yeah? And you can't know the solution by the problem's description of it. No way. You know the, solution, you know the problem by the solution. When the idea of obsession or identification as self, for me it was identification as self, when that lifted, the relief that occurred verified that I was onto something, yes? Yeah? And then when it stabilized now for many, many years, I was onto something. So in the book it says, um, first of all, the third step is 2 prong. yeah? Mostly it's presented as surrender your will and your life over to the care of a higher power of your own understanding, yes? But it says in the book, it says the how and why of the whole program. First, quit playing God. Yes? Mm-hmm. Then next, in this drama of life, God will be our director, will be his servants. So, next is in, a, in this linear step, 12 steps, which is a linear process, yeah? The, the major principle of the program is put after, stop playing God. Without the first, there is no next. Yeah, and let's just say you're identified as a, as this idea of being a self, and therefore the decisions that are happening through you may be being dictated, or by or being promoted by self, by this system of thought and interpretation. Yes, so in a sense, what's actually going to surrender its will and life over, is self. Yeah. Now, when self, and the major activity of self is is described in Big Book as playing God, yeah? So now, the self is going to play God with God. It's going to surrender its life to a God of its own understanding, self's understanding. And I'll tell you something, that God's going to be a smaller God than the self-God. And then a lot of people have this experience that they surrender, and they take it back, and then they surrender, and they take it back. That's like giving a bag of candy to a little kid, and you're a bully. All right, you hold the candy. Hey, give it back to me. This is sort of a bigger God playing with a little God. And in the realm of self, there's never going to be a bigger God than self. Yes? So, to me, when the third step is dealt with, you see, after a time, it's not a God of... I don't want a God of my own understanding, because that understanding is framed in selfing. I want a God of its own understanding, which is revelatory. When When I surrender wanting to know God, which is the main directive of selfing, is to know... It has a false sense of security when it knows something. But its way of knowing something neuters it every freaking time. You lose the essence of whatever you know. But if you can have that suspended that I don't know, then that God will reveal itself. And I'm using God as just a, as a name. It's not, there's no thing called God. Yeah? But then that power will reveal itself to you. You won't know it, but you'll find out. Yeah? That kind of knowledge goes into your gut, and then you're convinced... And then instead of surrendering and not surrendering, you're surrendered. Yeah, It stabilizes. And then those things they talk about in the 10th step, before the 10th step, in the 11th step, is that you'll cease fighting everyone and anything. Yeah, You'll be placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. You had nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it. The problem will not exist for you anymore. And know what happens? When when that problem does not exist for you, stabilizes, is is, is it because it doesn't exist as you anymore? As you, yeah? If that is the root of the problem, and I supremely believe it to be an an addiction, I believe the first addiction is addiction to self. Yeah? I believe that's causing all the other needs for relief. Yeah? The addiction to self produces an irritable restlessness and discontent, and then the conditional mind is just seeking relief from it. And yet what happens is its relief becomes another addiction. And then farther, the more addictions, the farther away you are from the root cause, which I believe is addiction to self. Yeah? How f- what is the deepest form of addiction to self is being identified as it. You can't be more addicted to something than that. Yeah? When I did cocaine, I never became coke. I never thought I was cocaine. Yeah. When I was doing tons of coke, I never crossed the line and I became coke. Yeah? We're starting from that line being crossed. You are taking yourself to be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, presented as a body, in time, and based on you as the doer. We have taken the conscious contact is constantly demonstrating what's actually so, but the mental process tries to get behind it and says, I'm the one who's conscious. I'm the one who's seeing. I'm the one who's feeling. I'm the one who's tasting. I'm the one who's touching. Yeah? But you can't even shit when you want to. But then you believe you're doing all these subtle activities. And then you actually take yourself to be the thinker of the thoughts. That's a very subtle process, Think the thoughts. To be the thinker of it when you can't even pump your own blood in your body. and You, can't, you don't even digest your own food. If you did, you would have forgotten that burrito someday two weeks ago. It'd still be in there. You'd have such a long list of what to get back to if you were control, and yet you believe you're the doer. It's fucking low. It's just unbelievable. As soon as you enter the realm of selfing, impossibilities become plausible. False evidence appears real. Yes? Your your perception is so distorted. It's almost like a bizarro world. It is, really, because you're trying to get out of what you can't, you're trying to get into what you can't get out of, and you're trying to get out of self, which you can't be in. Yeah. Most of us, the most people who, who are in self are the ones who are trying to get out of self. All they talk about is self. They're trying to get out of it, they talk about self all day. Yeah. You cannot possibly be in it. That's the solution. It takes no time to leave something you're not in. <laughs> You're living the leaving all day. It doesn't take any time. The solution is timeless. Yes. It's timeless. Yes, sir?
2: And the I is a thought. The I exists as a thought, and that thought, for me, has a lot of density and a lot of inertia.
0: But it doesn't. Have, it's not for you to mind. There's no you that's having density and inertia or whatever to <coughs> That's the selfing. That's the product of selfing. The feeling that something's happening to you. Yeah? Just drop... Something is happening. Drop it to you. The you gives it all the meaning it has. Just like this, really. We put a word here. Three words. Money. Yeah? Sex. Health. Everyone would give meaning to them, right? If you're not healthy, health would be valuable in a sense. Yeah? Now, all right, weigh it. Money, sex, health. Now add one little word and it'll change everything. My money. Huge amount of stories. My sex. Oh, forget about it. <laughs> my, my health. The my is the act of being identified as or claiming. That is the activity of the bondage of self. It is not... You've never been bonded. It's an activity that, that produces an appearance of being bonded. It cannot produce a bondage, but it appears to be bonded. Yes? For something to appear to be bonded, it has to be a you. There's got to be a feeling of you to be bonded. And that also promotes the desire to be free, which sets off huge amounts of seeking. Yes? If someone has a sense that they could be bound, then they usually have a drive to be free. This, this negates both of them. That's the beauty of it. You're, not, you're neither bound nor free. And the quality of it is timelessness. You'll sense it. It'll drop in. It doesn't take any time. The more you polish it, doesn't it mean it's clearer. Yes? For me, it's as clear as day all the time. It doesn't, and it's not based on how I'm feeling. <laughs> you know what I mean? When Kate, when my weatherman forecasts how things are up here, you know, I'd have to live in rain gear every day if I believed it. You know, I just show up and see what happens. And it verifies itself. All my considerations and requirements have no power whatsoever. None. Whatsoever, unless I believe they do. Yeah? They have none. No power whatsoever. What, it's like here, if we were in this room and I took this chair, we look at the chair, yeah, everyone sees the chair. And let's say I moved this chair away. Put it here where you couldn't see it. Now, would it look like it was ever there? And the only way you could remember, you could only remember it. You're not seeing it anymore. Yes? And the only place the chair would have effects are on other things that are appearing, like the floor, yeah, and the wall, if they hit the wall, yeah? But the space itself, and did I have to move any space into where the chair was when I moved it? Like i rush it in, throw it in, because there would have been a void there. Yeah? There's no space. There was a chair. So the chair actually doesn't take up any space, does it? It just appears in space in a way, yeah? It's just an appearance. And therefore, if I swung this chair around, does it affect the space? When you get down to the molecules, yeah, but the space I'm using as an example, yeah? I can't hit the space, can I? I can't grab it. I can't say I've seen this space before. You know, this reminds me of a space of a meeting I did three weeks ago. No. Yeah, I it smells like Boston, whatever, you know? I can't, you know, there's no way I can locate it in the future or the past. It's just, yeah, I have no effect on it whatsoever. None. Now, if I hit this wall, this gets hurt, and this gets hurt, and appearance affects other appearances, but in a sense, this is like, this space is like open sky, yeah? In the open sky, you can have 4th of July explosions, but it never rips the sky open, does it? You can have tons of things flying in it, but it ne- they never run into sky, do they? You never hear on, you know, like the plane calling to the, you know, the station. I ran into a big chunk of sky here. How you know? No, when it rains, does the sky get wet? No, just what appears, the earth, yes? So for me, mind is like that. It's like open sky. It allows everything that appears, but whatever appears in it doesn't affect it. Yeah. To me, that's the beauty of virgin mind. That's what I have faith in. That's why I believe all that's needed is an invitation, a little bit of a catalyst, because mind is perfect as it is. It just hasn't heard the invitation. Yes? And when it's heard the invitation, it's heard it from the point of view of self. When self receives this invitation, it makes it something. It neuters it. Yeah? That's what it does. It makes it something that you're going to have to do. And then when you don't do it, it'll beat the hell out of you. This is not like that. This message just goes through that. It's not claimed by selfing, and mind receives it. That's why I see a lot of people, when I do shares, the light goes on, but then they go home and think about it, and it goes off. Yeah, mind makes something out of it. Or they'll really like when I say something. And I say, go to Zen Bitch Lab. I never hear them again. <laughs> yeah? Mind can't handle it. See, if self tries to get this, it has to make it something. But if you just question, am I that? Yeah? and if you're not that you'll find out you'll see what happens yeah. Yeah. so I don't know if you I like the approach of I think we can have incredible descriptions about what we're not I don't like hearing it's sort of like the ocean too you know the idea of the ocean some people used to talk about the ocean infinite bliss and everything like that, but the thing is, if what's hearing about the ocean is taking itself to be a wave, it's already separated itself from its own nature. Yeah. Now the wave will want to know the ocean, but if it if it if if it's persistently stubborn about being a wave, it can only have an experience of the ocean. It can only know the ocean to a certain extent. It can never be the ocean because it's a wave. I say question the idea of being the wave. Yeah. You don't need great information about the ocean. Just question, are you a wave? If you're not a wave, that's the ocean. Yeah. It, does don't, it doesn't take any time to transfer from wave to ocean because you were never the wave. <laughs> you know what I mean? You were never a wave. It just appeared to be a wave. Yeah, An appearance doesn't take any time to extinguish. It's just when you see it, clearly, it's gone. Yeah, It doesn't take any time. That's the beauty of it. If it doesn't take any time, it's always available at all times. Yeah? Every moment has that quality of timelessness in it. So no matter where you are, you're in the center of it. Yeah. <laughs> it really can it really confounds the conditional mind where it gets to a point, it enters a pause, and it actually collapses in a sense it collapses in and of itself its own logic causes the, the uh, nuts and bolts to grind and there's a pause occurs yeah and in that pause it's infinity and the mind gets a re- sort of sees its original face in a sense like they say Zen it sees its original face and it never forgets that non-image that it saw it sees nothing yeah and then it realizes how nothing appears is in seeing not as a seer it can't be, but in the scene, in the awareness of, yeah, in the awareness of, that's my nature, that activity of awareness of is what's implying what I am, and that's, that little siren song, that little whispers on every day, every second of the day, as long as you're conscious, it's available, as long as you're alive, it's available, yeah, and when you're dead, it won't matter, so, It's just an invitation. It's not a draft or a conscription. It's not come over to the winning side. I could care less what you do. It's just being... This is like a spiritual subpoena. You've been served, you know, in a way. Just putting it out there. One of my old friends is here, huh? Nice to see you, huh? Yeah, yeah. So it's just putting it out there. I have total faith in mind. There's an old Zen treatise called Faith Mind, or Relying on Mind one of my favorite. It's a dualistic expression of the futility of the conditional mind. you ever seen it? It's a beautiful thing. If you find it, it says, you don't have to know the truth, just stop cherishing your own opinions. And it goes on and on like that. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. And at the end, it says, hey, when it it all hits the fan, basically, just yell out, not to. (coughs) Not to. It's a beautiful thing. And I love its title, which is Faith Minds. Because that's what it is. It's faith in mind. Not in the conditional mind, but faith in mind. They're the same mind, but they're different aspects. Yeah, Faith mind. I have total faith in the mind. It doesn't need to have a 800-page dissertation. It just needs an invitation. It just needs a little couple of drops of gas. And then the promise that it can be repeated if necessary. So that it just entertains it. And then one day, it starts opening. And once the effort, emphasis shifts... On that one side, once the, in a sense, the obsession and intention and and, uh, attention and interest being wedded to things as the foreground, when that starts moving, and then the background of nothingness becomes the foreground, it's a done deal. There's no ever turning or going on to the other side again. Yeah, it's finished. And then the sense of presence is available, because that's like the, the hum of seeing nothing. Yeah? The seeing of no thing, it's hum like a generator, it's presence. You sense it. You sense it's humming. And the seeing no thing, because it's of no thing, never stops. It never alights onto an object. It's just seeing no thing. I would say that's the quality and nature of mind, is infinitely seeing no thing, like an alive awareness that never reaches any limits. It's available. Yeah. You are that mind. gets deafening after a
1: while. I went to
0: see Ramana Maharshi's place once, Tiruvannamalai in India. I went into the cave he used to live in, and that's sort of what it feels like right now. It was like a nuclear reactor in there. The silence was just unbelievably deafening. Yeah, There was just such a certainty of the obviousness of nothingness still lingering in that space. You sat in there and it was just... You know, it was really incredible. Yeah. yeah, that's the, what happens. That can be, in a way, uh, available to us when that certainty of nothingness is entertained. Yeah. Instead of giving the certainty to things, find the real certainty, which is nothingness. Yeah, it is the context. Yeah. Then you'll see blue is blue and red is red, and things will become clear. You won't need so many pairs of glasses to, to correct the, the original distortion of self-centeredness. Yeah, Buddhism and recovery and everything like that. They all have value, but the real valuableness of it all is to bring you back to natural seeing. Yeah? You know, natural seeing, like when you were a kid. When I was a kid, when I'd be playing, I hadn't re- entertained the possibility I could be doing anything else. So, you're really in your own life back then because you didn't have any idea you could not be. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's when these incredible op- possibilities that are impossible started to get entertained that I don't have to be where I am. Yes, I shouldn't be doing this and all this baloney. And then it's like spawned, like a geometric progression. Once the you arises, it just spawns thought. Yes? Because the you can only be reinforced and can only appear to have solidity by a lot of thinking about it. Yeah? It's almost like a projection. It almost, it's like almost a holograph. Yeah? The thoughts circle it, circle it and give it flesh and blood. You really, And it's not just a thought of I, it's a feeling. It's a sense of self. It's a, it's a thought wrapped in feeling. That's the most convincing. Usually you can handle thoughts. It's when thoughts and feelings combine, it really usually pulls a mu- number on you, doesn't it? When you have a real feeling and then the thought, they sort of spawn a lot of drama. Well, that thought of I is wrapped in a sense of, of being a self. It's a vague feeling while you're walking around. Yeah? All day there's a sense of being a someone. This is it. And the, the, the thought system is there to reinforce that sense. Because it has to be reinforced. It's not a natural sense. It's contrived. Yeah? It's structured. It's manufactured. And the manufacturing cannot stop for one minute. Or there would be a big pause. And all of its story, no matter if it was 30 years worth, would be erased like that. You would see it. You would see it. Because when it stops, something continues. When the selfing has those pauses and gaps, something continues. I would say we are that which continues. Yeah.
2: yeah. But the mind as an energy form has as its goal to its
0: own survival. The conditional mind, not mind. That's what I mean, conditional yeah. mind.
2: And so, you know, my experience of myself many years ago, less so now, but is this stuff goes on all the time. The mind is always quiet from the time my eyes open in the morning to they close at night.
0: Well, actually, it isn't. That's a story. Okay. It couldn't do it. It'd be totally exhausted. There's a lot of gaps, but it jumps over those gaps all the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm
1: not paying attention to the gaps.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, because a pause may only seem like a second when it's bookended in time, but it's an infinite uh, event, yeah? And in those pauses, though maybe it only looks like a second, there can be a huge amount of quantity and quality of download It's not quantity so much, it's quality. In other words, a lot of download can happen in a very little bit of time when it's a pause, yeah? And that's what occurs. This this receives information, I'm telling you. It transmits it and receives it, yeah? Now, most of our information is being received or it's transmitted by self-centeredness, yeah? A mental process, and we're receiving it as a self, yeah? So all the system seems like it's about me or I'm the doer of it. But the same possibilities there that other downloads occur that are not self-centered. They're centered, but not self-centered. Those downloads also come in here and they are received and then they seek expression. And you really, like Jesus says, you will know the tree by the fruit, yeah? You cannot possibly know the tree, but you'll see it. You'll get an intimation of it by the fruit in one's life, yeah? You'll see signs. And then once you have the eyes and ears to hear and see, you'll see a lot of signs, yeah? You'll see a, a giant choreography going on, and there's, and it's, uh, there's a joy to behold. Really, yeah. it's almost like you're in. You're, you sometimes are let in on the inside joke. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you usually go to the insane asylum very shortly. <laughs> it gets close. <laughs> That's all this is, is an invitation. It'll get in there. And I have total faith in it. It'll do what it does. And maybe you'll find it from some other form of person sharing it with you. Who cares? The point is, is that a possibility has been injected and you, your mind has the ability to entertain it. If you can only question selfing, because when selfing claims as the situation is being you, then all the mind's entertaining is framed by selfing. Yeah? So you can sit here and entertain the length of your hem for eight hours, yeah? You can get obsessed over the littlest thing. That same ability to entertain is there, but it gets wedded or enslaved to self-centeredness, which is you start magnifying very small things and making them very big. You start trying to fit everything around you, which makes your life very small, instead of fitting yourself around everything else, yes? It's just a very weird system. It's sort of like a magnification system, but the biggest magnification goes this way. So when you get so obsessed over some idea about someone did something to you, while you're studying it with your like laser-like mind, the magnification is in the selfing. The selfing is just getting enlarged and magnified, yeah? You think you're getting into that, but it's just bouncing back to enlarge you. Because that's what it is. You're wrapped in a self-centered loop. So when I see... It's like here, in this room, right now. What's the experience? I'm seeing you. Yeah? Now I can say, I'm seeing you. Yeah? You, 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 you. The event, though, is the same. I seeing 20 yous. Okay? Now, from your camera location, it's the same event. You would say, I'm seeing you. In this case, I'm a you. From this point of view, I'm the I. But what does the I signify to my mental process? It signifies me. Yeah? So the I, which I would say is awareness, is what's having an event here. I is seeing you. All these yous. And I could bring 12 million people here, and it would be the same event. And if I brought 20 million people here, they would all vote that I'm a you, from their experience. But I would stubbornly hold on to the I, but it's me. Yes? It's me. But the fact is, what is the me? It's an identified you. Is it? It is. It's a you that's been identified with. Because you're seeing me as clear a day, as day as a you, aren't you? And I'm seeing you as clear as day as a you. Where does it change to me and me? <laughs> the mental process, yeah, wakes up in a sense, goes, who is this I? And it doesn't really sit in that pause. It says, it's me. And it gives this the title of being me. Yeah? And now the I is forgotten. I'm not, I'm not sensing the conscious contact. I'm sensing I'm in conscious contact. But that I'm in conscious contact is actually a me, which is really an identified you. Yeah? It's an object. So the object is claiming the subjectivity. You have to see... How much shit can fly after that occurs? The subjectivity is bastardized. The mental, the body, the brain claims it as I'm the one who's seeing, I'm the one who's conscious, and immediately, as soon as it becomes the one who's conscious, then consciousness is forgotten as a state and becomes a verb, but a very weird verb with you as the noun, so you can become more conscious or less conscious. But the sense of consciousness as an uninterrupted state is forgotten totally. It now becomes totally totally fixated in time and place yeah so if i go to the right circumstances and situations i'm more aware if i'm in the wrong situations, i'm less aware but no one's sensing this. just awareness yeah because it's been claimed as soon as it's been claimed by a pseudo one it has to define itself as two yes that's called dualism As soon as the object takes itself to be the subject, everything else is cast into dualism. This is the subject, everything's an object. So enlightenment is an object to me, truth is an object to me, love is an object to me. So I'm going to know love, I'm going to be enlightened, I'm going to know peace. It's an impossibility. Those are states, yeah? They are beyond an experience. They are beyond being acquired or achieved or privatized, yes? They're just there to be recognized. They're there, it's obvious, but not to you. The you is the block. The you that's actually, that's calling itself a me, forgets the I. It's as simple as that. Yes? But it's language itself that creates
2: subject and object.
0: Well, it reinforces the subject and object. It doesn't create it? Uh, I think it's the way it seeks expression, but I don't think nothing's created. It's made up. It's not created. You can't create it, because that would mean it's somewhat real. It's made up. Yes? It's almost like a dream. Yeah. Like in the Course in Miracles, where it says, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. Yet we forgot that we were the dreamer of the dream, and we've given everything we dreamt the power to affect us. That's basically the dilemma here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You're the dreamer of the dream. You forgot that you've dreamt this dream, and you've given everything you've dreamt the power to affect you. Yeah? But I like to say it in this way. It says you and I are the dreamer of the dream. So you would be the self-centered claiming of the dreaming, yes? Which you're going to get a certain uh, a certain style of movie. Or the I, which is the subjectivity, that can also be sensed as the dreamer of the dream. And that can be quite wondrous when you're living that dream. Yeah? It's, I would say the you and I is the really determining factor, yeah? So the you would re- represent self-centeredness. So when the mind has to entertain through self-centeredness, it has a very small uh, arena. And th- every one of us has been through every inch of self-centeredness, and we've done, we've practiced all its possibilities. Every five-year Stalinist plan, it has set up how you're going to be okay later. And you have to see a failed system. If Let's say I delivered furniture, and I never missed a delivery, yeah? Would I need any excuses? Would I need to rationalize why I wasn't there on time? Because I was always on time. Yeah? Would I have to blame anyone for thwarting me from getting there? I always always get there. Yeah? But listen to the head. It's a failed system. It's full of excuses and rationales and blames. It never delivers the goods, does it? It's always it's always promissory notes. Yeah? You will get it if you do. Da 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 da. da. It's like slavery. It's like being the donkey, looking at the carrot, constantly moving on, seeking, never never getting, forgetting, yet, yet believing every, go, every little another plan it offers. This is about realizing it's a dead horse. You step off it and, and you get on a live one. Yeah. I don't want to have to purify myself for life, lifetimes. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> you know what I mean? I can entertain freedom right now, as it, not... I can't entertain it as me. I can attain. I can entertain freedom as freedom. Yeah, I can entertain the qualities of my own nature. I don't have to achieve them or get them. I entertain them because they're the qualities of my own mind. They're not some place I have to shop with or for. I, they're available. It's just a matter. They're not available to a you. What's available to a you is always cast in time and space. It's always cast as you being the doer to get it, or someone else taking it from you. It has a set uh, format of the interpretation, and it very rarely varies. It doesn't ever bump off the track. And what you're going to be doing, you're just going to be going back and forth on this mental track of there and then, and it only has two gears. There's no turning left or right. It's It's like that. You can make you think you see the, the the scenery, but you can never walk in the scenery. The scenery really drives you crazy because you can never have it. So it's there and then. That's what happens. Most people are flipping about out about what's not happening right now. They are. People call it fear. It's anxiety. It's mental anxiety produced by the mind obsessing over something that's actually not happening. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like. You know they had when uh, Jesus he brought a guy alive, Lazarus, right? Lazarus died and he, he resurrected him. But at least Lazarus was alive once. Yeah. We're producing huge effects in our experiential realm here by by entertaining nothing. We're entertaining something that's not happening. Yet by our entertaining it, it can produce an effect here. Yeah. It's like a it's like an empty empty field we're constantly harvesting. What if? What could possibly happen? And the thing is, everyone in this room has tons of faith, but we may have it in the wrong vehicle. If you have faith in in this thought system, it's going to produce anxiety. You're constantly going to be contracted. You're constantly going to be ready for the next punch. Yes? Because its projection is for stormy weather. Yeah? It is. It's the same faith that produces abidance and truth. Or peace. It's the same faith. It's just a vehicle you put it in. If you put it into conditional mind, you're gonna be flipped out. If you put it into a center, not self centeredness, you'll probably have an ease and comfort in your skin now. And it will stabilize. Yeah. Yeah. This comes I this comes from it happens. I see it, and then I share it. That's what happens. It downloads and then it does something and then it comes out and it seeks expression. And I attempt to describe it so that it can trigger something in your mind so that the mind will uh, open up and something will let in. And once it's in, it can't get out. Yeah. Once you get this, it's like Ramana said, your head is in the tiger's mouth, it's a done deal. You can't pull it back out, it's over. Yeah. So. Next, I know what... Chimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Any, yes, so
2: the feeling that, that awareness is located here is due to the, the eye thoughts?
0: I would say it's the mental process, yes. The mental process—I like to call it selfing. Yeah, yeah. That's what reinforces it. Yes. But see, the leap is that it's you. You know, when you when there's there's a feeling and it's felt, but then I, it's like I feel myself. The myself is a little dicey, I'd say. Yeah. There is a feeling that's being felt. There's this going on. Yes. yes. But I think. What it, what it's, how it's titled, when it, the mind gives it name and form, and it calls it you as a body, yeah? You ever hear that statement, name and form? That's what the mind does, yes? The conditional mind gives name and form to everything. So the original name and form is that it's me, the body. And then from there, it gives name and form to everything else, yes? So when confronted or, or sensing this onness, it comes up with what's on, Yeah? Based on its own logic, so it has to have a noun. It can, it doesn't think in verb alone. Yeah, its thought system is a noun and verb. Its subject object. It's a dualistic thought system. Yes, it can't just hold verb. It has to see there must be a noun somewhere involved. Yes, so you become the the, the lucky noun in a sense, mm-hmm. the body. You seem to be located where everything's happening. So <laughs> it's me. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: also I mean, seeing is physical like seeing is coming from here. You know, I'm not seeing from that corner. Well, yes. Of the room. I'm seeing from here. So it Yeah, this is the camera
0: location. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so it really feels like it reinforces
0: consciousness
2: huh? and awareness being here. Yes,
0: it does. Yeah. It's sort of like It has a gravitational pull in a sense. Mm-hmm. But in a way, if you look at it, it's almost like a telescope, yes, and the scientist wants to see the stars. So it looks through a, a set of lenses that produces an illusion that the stars are closer. If you saw the event of him looking at the stars, the stars haven't moved closer if you were from another point, right? But when he leaves, let's say the telescope believes it's the one that was seeing. Mm-hmm. But actually the telescope just facilitates the seeing. I would say the body facilitates consciousness. Yes? It facilitates consciousness to have contact. Yeah? It's a facilitator, but it is not the instigator. It's not the animator, and it's not the thing that is going on, yeah? It's just how it goes through. It's almost as if undifferentiated light comes through this setup of of lenses, and then the light differentiates, and then light gets to have an experience of light in other form, let's say, yeah? But but the idea that this is the light, that I'm the one who's doing all this, is a big leap, yeah? I would say. And under a very little bit of scrutiny, it totally collapses, if you just see it's really a big leap you know that you're the doer of everything if you see, if you had an eye that was seeing and the person died like when i was a kid my uh, uncle fred died and my mother took me to the funeral and when i walked by my, the casket i looked at uncle fred and i had a really strong hit that ain't uncle fred you know it was just obvious that wasn't uncle fred though i had been taking it to be uncle fred for since i was a kid yeah but it was clear that it wasn't Uncle Fred. And then, in, in hindsight, I realized, because I took myself to, to be a body, I was under that assumption all day, Then I was taking what Uncle Fred was to be a body. But when I saw the body without the Uncle Fred in it, so to speak, <laughs> animating it, it obviously wasn't Uncle Fred, yeah? You know? Exactly. So, And if I took that Uncle Fred's eye out of that body, it would probably see an alive body, but it wasn't seeing at all. It wasn't facilitating any seeing, because it's not what's seeing, it just facilitates it, yes? So there must be something that animates this, let's say, camera production. The light has to be moving through it for everything to occur, yes? I would say we're more the light that moves through it than we are what it's being moved through. You
2: know, you can see this in very little children. The smaller they are, the more you get this feeling of light really, and then they don't have that sense of I at all, the little 18-month-old, they just have that sense, whatever it is, they're very lovable, and people go crazy for them usually, because they just have that, but they they don't keep it, <laughs> you know, Yes. They grow, and that happens to everybody, and it happens, you know, yes. we, we all had that thing, or it seemed that way, yeah. but it also seems like we don't have it anymore, and you talk a lot about, I've heard... You talk where you say that thing as a child. What? Yes. So that every it's, it's, it's certainly in my mind. It's there, and it, it stays there as some great space that I remember. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I mean, when you see a kid, children, they all grow. It seems necessary. They can't. They don't stay there. They have. They grow out of that. <laughs> I was just just struck. Well, I would say away. they grow into something
0: else. Oh. They never grow out of that. But they grow into something else that sort of eclipses the other possibility. But what this is sort of like is returning to that. Because I wasn't in an abusive situation. I did have a certain part of a childhood, yeah? And it was it was sort of an immediacy, and everything was brighter, and it was just a certain way, and it's gotten like that now, yeah? So it wasn't like uh, it, it was there and it was gone. It was just the emphasis shifted, Yeah one aspect of mind become, became dominant, I would say that's called selfing in my view. And that grabbed most of our attention and interest. And it's what enlivens your life is attention and interest, yeah? If your attention and interest, and your attention and interest is going to go to whatever you think you are or whatever you think something's about you, yeah? And it's like a homing pigeon. That's where it goes. And you can't fool it. It's It doesn't, all your philosophy won't work. It's going to go to whatever is really believed to be you. If you take this to be you, gonna be, it's going to go here. It's going to be obsessing and attentive to this, you know? Thoughts and about this, whatever. And then, but then if you're not that, it's freed. And then it's more like the attention when you were a kid. Yes? It's just out there. And that's the most attractive thing. I saw a lady at a meeting we had. She must have had $30,000 of plastic surgery. And uh, beautiful. And yet, just before her, uh, someone brought a kid in. She walked in, no one noticed her. Everyone was looking at that little baby, and that baby wasn't looking to get any attention. It was just how much attraction, because it's a reminder. You know it. You know it. It's not, have to be, has to, it's not a thought. It's prior to thought. You know what they're demonstrating. You know it. You know that space. Yeah? I would say you are that space. Now you know yourself to be something else that precludes that space as being your nature, and then it thrusts it into an experience. Yeah, maybe I can have an experience again of that space. That's hell, you know. Isn't it hell to have? A, maybe you had an experience, but you have no recourse ever to have it again. That to me is hell. This is not. It's not something I had, but I am that. I, that quality is still available to mind, but not to the mind itself. Mind to self is the constant. Self is taken to be the constant. Self is taken to be the source. Self is taken to be the cause. Everything else becomes an auxiliary to that. Yeah? That is what I would say when that's questioned and that, that false core drops, then you see the real centeredness. You sense the real centeredness, which is not locatable in a body. It's everywhere. Yes? It permeates. And it translates. <coughs> for me it all distilled into I'm not that. All that all of that that was implying and inferring and pointing back to this vague phantom of Paul with tons of old ideas. You know? I mean, I swear to God, I couldn't shit and get all get off the pot. Everything was thought about. You know, I remember when I was a kid, I went to school and I was eleven and a, a pretty girl said hello to me. And I went home and wondered what she meant by it for five hours. I went over it. Every fucking self-centered angle I could, what, does she like me, doesn't like me. It was just unbelievable. And then from, from at a one point in my life, I, ne- I stopped having an experience and I lived the narration. That's what occurred. Everything was gone over. Everything was talked about. Everything was weighed. Everything was comparative. It was just unbelievably, I wanted so much freaking relief, I would have done anything. And I did. I ended up doing anything. And I paid any consequence just to do it again the next day because I needed freaking relief. It was like an incredible form of slavery. It's like hell is subjective. There's no place called hell. Hell is, is being made in the mind. The mental realm makes up a manif- makes up a mental here which you believe you're in, which has nothing to do with here. It's all about there and then. And you have a strong desire to get out of it. But you can't get out of what you're not actually in. So all your efforts to get out of it never freaking work, because you're not in it. Yeah? If you would just anchor here, it would be the antidote to the, the mental here. The manifest here would override the effects of the mental here. And then through the manifest here, you get the sense of the unmanifest here, the nothingness of it all. You can't get it in the mental realm. All you get about no thing in the re- mental realm is something, concepts, concepts and ideas and philosophies and practices and things like that. All of them to distort the nothingness of it all. Yeah? That mental here is what you're trying to escape from. Not the manifest here. The manifest here is its solution. If you would just recognize where you're at, you'd have immunity to that. But when you don't have immunity, you live in what's not happening. And anything can happen in what's not happening. In what's not happening, there's no rules. Anything your mind can imagine, it can obsess over. Yeah. The quality about this moment is that it actually has one quality what's not happening doesn't have. It actually is happening. Yeah? It's the only quality it has, but it's a, it, it surpasses all those other qualities. It really does. It has staying power because it's actually happening. It's like a, you've been given an anchor every moment of every day, through conscious contact. It anchors you to here. And here is the access point to the real here, the no-thingness, the unmanifest here. Yeah. But not, you, it's difficult, and if you're identified as a self, you're a citizen of the mental realm. And there's no passports or visas given to it. It never goes to the non-manifest. It never goes there. It stays in manifest hell. Even its heaven, when it arrives, it makes it hell. You think you're here, but it's not here. It's all contrived in past, yes, and future. It's chock full of time, chock full of it. It's like a jungle. Like a beautiful open space is just made into a jungle of thoughts and feelings and ideas and beliefs and old conditioning. And you're trying to find the best new machete to make it through. Yeah? And there's a lot of machetes, and they work to an extent. But, to, like, I listened to this lady the other day. She was sharing about surrendering and being, you know, giving over to the higher power, which is a big thing in AA, yeah? And so she had a very nice analogy. She says, I live in a valley, and when things get hard and I go crazy, I climb up to the ridge. And the, high, the hardest part of the climb is, I call it, third step hill, you know, making the decision to turn one's will and life over. But when I get up to the ridge, there's a vista, you know what I mean? And I love it, and I feel the presence of that power. But she inevitably goes back to the valley. I said, just buy a house on the ridge. Why well, go back to the valley? Stay on the ridge. Become a free-range alcoholic. Yes? <laughs> Live free! Why do I... It's a great story. When you're on the ridge, you don't have any story about climbing Third Step Hill. You know? which all the spotlights are on you. Yes, I climbed up the hill. You know, it's all you, the whole way, until you get to the point where you think you're experiencing not you on the ridge. Well, there is no you. You're constantly on the ridge. There's no... I can't sell you a story. Nothing happened to me. (laughs) There's no, like, I don't have any kernel marks on here. There's no hierarchy. There's no fucking valley and ridge. It's just available. If the mind comes out of the S of self, it can entertain it. If not, it can't. You cannot get it as self. You cannot... You cannot receive nothing. You'll make it something every freaking time. As soon as you make it something, it it loses all of its juice. Yeah? It does. I've seen it over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. I've seen people hear it, hear it, and yet... There was one... I read this book once. A guy had a four-page dissertation. It was like a transcription of talks. Where he gave an eloquent take on non-doership. Yeah? For four pages. Beautiful. One of the best ones i ever read. And then it, the next paragraph, it had student. And so a lady goes, I know, I get what you say, now what do I do? It's unbelievable. I mean, Jesus Christ. The system just reformates, you know, formats immediately. You just heard there's no personal doer. I mean, okay, what do I do <laughs> now? Immediately, gets thrown into the same formula. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just relentless. It is. And it will even claim your own absence. If you have an epiphany, you know, you have one of those events you would call an epiphany. Uh, Did anyone ever make a reservation for an epiphany? Did you ever call ahead? I'm going to have a big one this week, yes. Get me the Kenny G music and some candles and run that bath, you know. Yes, I think it's going to be three hours at least, yes. So I I can feel it coming. And then if you've ever been in an event called an epiphany, usually when it ends, it coincides with a thought. Rising, saying, I'm having this incredible experience, right? As soon as the self claims its own absence, that epiphany is put on the spiritual mantle, and then you call up, like, the epiphany hotline. Did anyone have a bigger epiphany? I had a three-hour one, and I'm thinking it's a pretty major epiphany, and I should be, written, you know, my numbers should go up in my little epiphany scale, you know? It's like this, the selfing, the system of selfing will claim its own absence it will make its own absence a spiritual experience it had you're not that if it was you you'd be busy you'd have to work so hard to change its nature <laughs> but it's not you you lose interest in it and then without it you without your god juice in it it can't play god yeah it does because it needs your juice yeah? False evidence is false evidence. It only appears to real to a you when it's under the influence. Yeah? It doesn't appear to real to every you. It's false evidence. It's very clearly seen as false evidence, but it can appear real to you. The you is the main ingredient. Yes, The identification as a self is what, uh, what allows the mind to entertain false evidence as appearing real. Because it's already entertaining this as appearing real. It's taking this to be itself. There is a solution.
2: Sounds like death
0: would straighten things out. Well, you'll have to find <laughs> it out. I don't think that <laughs> death is even needed because it never has been alive, to tell you the truth. It doesn't have a, a life of its own. It's claimed yours, in a way. It's like a parasite, selfie. It's a parasite. It's a like a par- It has a parasitical qualities. It claims, through claiming, it has, yeah? Its main movement is claiming. So instead of a body, it's my body. Instead of time, it's my time. Instead of thoughts, I'm the thinker. It's constantly claiming all these activities that has nothing to do with, and in that way of claiming it, it distorts and interprets a life. And now it's your life. But it's not your life. It's its life. Yeah? And the parasite won't, won't be thrown off by the host because the host is taking itself to be the parasite. A parasite is presenting itself as a self and you're taking that to be you you now are identified as the parasite good luck
1: <laughs>
0: yeah you'll never be able to entertain radical freedom from it because you are it the mind cannot think of leaving what it is it can't think how can I be free of what I am it's an impossibility so let me go to plan B alright i therapize it socialize it civilize it you know maybe I'll have a month long relationship and not flip out or somehow try to make it socialize, let it behave yourself, will you please? Behave or make your life really small because it doesn't give you much room. You flip out too much. All of that is just a form of slavery, I feel. All brought about by the misidentification. If I'm not that, if I'm not that I can be free of it. Yeah. The parasite only has a life by claiming this one, yeah. It's sucking it dry. I'm telling you it's not real. It's an appearance It's a phantom. It's a projection of mind through selfing. It pre- presents a parasite. You forget you made it, and you give it all the power to affect you. It becomes you. And then you're trying to get relief from it. And you apt to do almost anything to get a little relief from it because it's pretty fucking unbearable. I see it all day with people. They're chomping at the bit to get something with the hopes that will bring him a little relief. I'm not that which is seeking, yeah? I'm not beholden to it. I'm not defined by it. I'm not located by it. And I'm not located through it. I am not a thing. There's just verbing. There's just seeing. That's all. It seems completely uninterrupted. It never blinks it's, a con- it's on it's got an overriding sense of presence and when the mind's emphasis shifts it'll be as loud as those bells a lot louder it'll be ringing in your ears you'll sense it you'll sense like a giant generator humming all over you yeah it can translate into those sensations but you sense a presence. thing I'd like to say: the people here are from AA. If you want, we can maybe do a separate AA meeting tomorrow, if you like. Yeah? We can have it somewhere here, just an hour, and we go over recovery if you want to. It's up to you guys. Yeah. But I have I have time, so talk with John yeah. afterwards, and we may do it. So, but I'd be more than happy to, because that's my tribe. I love you know, yeah. And you know, if you know you've known the hell, it's an incredible. Uh, possibility to really to live as if the problem doesn't exist for you anymore. Yeah, so I'm more than happy. Yeah, we get together if you want, and we'll be here tomorrow too. I think we're going somewhere else tomorrow. Near Walden Pond also, Wayland also. So Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln. So you know, if you want to come back, we'll just you know go for it again. Eh? Any other questions? Any reports or something? Yes? Um, I
2: was thinking about, you know the saying when you're saying uh, you're not the
0: center
2: of the universe?
0: Yeah. What do you sense of that? I say the self is not the center of the universe, but I would say you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And beyond, actually. It's just a difference between self-centered and centered. The center is there. The possibility of is there. Self has landed like a, like a bird on a perch and claimed it. Yeah. So now it's calling the centeredness you feel of oneness. It's claimed to be you. Yeah. So the selfing has claimed the centeredness. If that if you can if that bird can be brushed off the branch, you'll just have centeredness. Yes. It's the same centeredness. One is claimed by the mental process. The other one is not claimed by the mental process. It's the same centeredness. Yeah. It's already, everything is available now. It's just a lot of it's been claimed by this parasite. We're attempting to question that activity of the parasite. If I'm not that, then it goes unclaimed again. Yeah, and that's how you actually have it, by it being unclaimed. That's what being centered is, is an unclaimed space, meaning it's everywhere. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. It's just like it says in the book, self knowledge avails you nothing. It sounds crazy, but if you look at self and what it does, see, if, if self claims the knowledge that is coming to you, it will neuter it. It will never lead you to the freedom from self. You'll, you'll be, like say, a professor of holes, but you'll still be falling in holes all day. Yeah? You'll know that you're fucked, which is worse than really being fucked, in a way. You'll know you're fucked. It's like a double wacko. But knowledge, knowledge not claimed, has a lot of power. Yes? Knowledge not claimed selfing claims that's what it does. what comes its way is claimed yeah It calls your way its way <laughs> and it claims it and then in the claiming of it it gives meaning to it which distorts it yeah So you already have centeredness it's just it's been interpreted to mean you yeah to verify you as a body and as a this but the centeredness is the sa- it's the same energy when it's not verifying that. It's a very powerful energy. It's like an anchor. You really feel solid, but not in a fixed way. Yeah. yeah.
2: So. Well, I have a question, but I don't even really know how to... I'll just say, try to say it, but if it doesn't make sense, yeah, yeah, but, it's fine. Yeah. The, because of the fact that the perspective of the conscious contact is always from the same, that, I find that confusing.
0: You do, yes. Well, th- yeah, it's the camera location. This is the camera location, yeah. This is the For camera who? location. For what? who
2: is it the camera location? Does, why
0: does it have to be a who? It's just the camera location. Oh, okay, so then, yeah.
2: oh, maybe
0: that's the problem. Yes. See, the, the logic of the mind has to have a noun in it, yeah, right? Yeah, it I just guess. goes gets into a hiccup when there's yeah. not a noun. We like to play with that. Reduce that hiccup, yeah. Because okay, one time you'll just give up. The needle will be broken, and you'll just let verbs be verbs, and you get a whole new sense of what's happening. Maybe you. Why does it always have to be happening to you or from you? What's right, that? it's the
2: same thing you were saying. So yeah. it, it's so it's just a camera location. Yeah. There's many camera locations. Obviously. Aren't there,
0: I see a lot of camera locations. All of them are having the sense of I'm seeing, right. right, which I think is valid. And then there's the interpretation that that I is a is a you being identified as me. <laughs> That's when things go a little. So what did
1: I say? The camera. I said the camera for. From... Hmm? What did I? What question
0: did I ask? I have no idea. Yeah. I already You're forgot it. this way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because well, it well, seems to be coming in this one location. question hmm? that I asked huh? you cleared up. I asked
2: this question that didn't. Seems to be a problem somehow because this camera is always
0: yeah. here. Yeah.
2: And then, and then I said,
0: for who? Yeah, yeah. But the camera yeah. isn't always here. The camera's always moving, but the eye being everywhere, yes, never moves. So wherever the camera is, the eye can look out of it. Yeah. So you go here, you go there. You keep thinking it's locatable. It's a local position of you, but it's because everywhere is I. So no matter where the camera is positioned, right. it can eye see. Yes. Yeah? Because eye isn't in any location. Eye is non-locatable. Eye is everywhere. So no matter where in time and space you seem right. to be located, the eye is still seeing out of you. So you keep thinking, it must be you. Yeah? Because every location where you are, the eye keeps seeing. Right. Yeah? Because, but the eye is, is everywhere. That's why at every moment, no matter where you are, it's still the eye-seeing. Yeah? You would think, well, well, if I go way far away, there won't be the eye seeing, yeah? But it does, right? Because it's everywhere. So no matter where you as the action figure go, the same eye is available to see, because that's what this is, the possibility to see, isn't it? It's a camera lens. It's like a frame lens. It refracts light. Information gets processed, yeah? Out, in, out, in, yes? Yeah. So, but see, if what animates it is always available at all times everywhere, so no matter where you are, the eye seems to be there before you. Yeah. Yeah? Now the head takes itself to be the cause of all causes, Yes. but the eye is always preceding you. The eye always precedes you as the camera location. It can never get behind the eye. The eye is always context and your content. There's no way you're going to be the context. I'm the one who's seeing There's just seeing, yeah? And it's seeing, and it's happening through this little camera location. But what happens is the mind mistakes the camera location to be the one that's seeing, yeah? And in that forgetfulness, it takes on being the center of the world, you. But the center of it is I, yeah? Yeah. See, you would think, all right, I'm going to move this camera so far away and so fast, I'll beat I before it can see through me. And then I'll really find out who I am. But I's everywhere. <laughs> and it's timeless. It can You can't get prior to it. <laughs> Wherever you arrive, it's already there. Oh! I wanted to really feel what I was before the I came through. You can't! There's no you to feel what you are. It's the I that allows the feeling to occur. The I... Timelessness is like a gunfight. You're never going to outdraw timelessness. Because <laughs> there already is... It doesn't take any time. It's already shooting you. Yeah, you can't win. That's why. Let the mind just collapse. It can't get, it can't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> now I, know I can be, you know. See, what, how far can you take it back? To awareness, yeah, I would imagine. Everyone feels on, yes? I don't know if you can go farther than that. Now, why, why would it make sense to claim to be something that's in awareness instead of the awareness, yeah? You know what I mean? Why, does, how does it make sense to claim this to be what I am when the awareness is right available at the time this is appearing and seems prior to this? Why not follow it back a little farther and get to the way, as far as you can go, and I would say that's what I am, the awareness, Not the object that's being aware of, yeah? Or awareness is moving through, but the awareness itself. It just, to me, makes sense, yeah? I'm taking myself to be something like four steps down the line, yeah? Me. And then I think this is the alpha and the omega. And to have this to be the alpha and the omega, I have to forget all of that. I can't entertain that something's prior to me, because that thing that's prior to me must be me, yeah? Yeah? Unless there's millions of different things, which I don't believe it could be the case. I would think there's this one energy appearing in various ways. So if I'm here and something's prior to me, I would say, hey, hey, I'm more of that than this.
1: Yeah.
0: Let your mind go with it. See what happens. it will go over there, entertain it, and it's something they dawn on it. Yeah? And it's the mind that opens up. It comes out of like a mental yogic posture called selfing, right? It's like this. It's only one posture, one asana. All it does is contraction every day. I mean my, I mean my. It comes out to receive this invitation, and it gets a sense of its own space, its own breath, its own width. Yeah. It opens up, and then by in opening up, you get an information. Aha! Then you know I'm not contraction, because you have more of a sense of being that, which is opened, instead of being what is contraction. Yeah? But contraction cannot know truly no contraction as the problem, while it's the problem. It needs the solution, which is coming out of the contraction. Then you go, aha, the contraction was causing all of this. You, there's not a misdiagnosis. You're very, it's very clear. Yeah, that's what happened in AA for me. When the identification itself was seen, I realized, ah, so that's the problem, yeah? The problem is exactly what they said, self-centeredness, self-will. Self 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 is what has defeated me. All those statements, really, the downloads were amazing when I read them. Because I realized that's a foreign installment. I'm not that. I am not that which defeated me. That's my solution. How it defeated me was, it's like in this program, if you ask, if self is what defeated you, if you ask everyone in this room what self defeated them, it would be the same answer. myself. My is the act of defeat. It's not self. Self is just a mental process, selfing. But it's the my. It's when mind believes it, yes, then it gives that thing its dreamt to be it, the power to affect it. Yes? It gives it the power to forget its own nature and, and it take on an assumed nature. Yeah? So self, yeah, is, is, Enlivened or emboldened or enriched or generated by the mind. The mind's mind. When the mind claims to be that which it's not, it gives it a sense of reality. There's no thing that's defeating us. It's the mind itself projecting it out, forgetting it, and then having this game of being defeated by its own makings. All in this giant space of mind. There's a large aspect of mind that's not in self-centeredness. I swear to God, there are systems of mind that are not based on self, that can be accessed we a mind. that The downloads that come from there are not self-centered. Self is not the center of it. So possibilities occur yeah, that you can never entertain as a self. They just don't fit in the self-centered system. They're easily entertained outside the self-centered system. Like every, you know, you're fine now. Fine, this is now. Yes? I'm not established by thought or feeling or location or time. Yeah? There's nothing you study. This happens. Mind wakes up. And when it wakes up, it's, it sends ripples and expressions and you get to know it by its, it intimates itself by these things, like this, by the activity of it moving through. And what what it brought about in me was a very strong sense of honoring it. Yeah, I'm just totally amazed by uh, by it. You know, not it. It's not an it. But I'm amazed by. It. I'm like awed out of it. It's. I've had one time I was in the hospital. I was getting a local operation. This leg got run over by a car, twice in one night, which was pretty good. Very hard to do. And uh, they were operating it on, so they had a local. It was local anesthesia, so they built a little fence so I wouldn't look at it. And I was laying there, and they had those big aluminum bowls, yeah, with the lights, so this really, so they can see what they're doing. And I was sitting there, and I was just looking into the bowl with the light, and suddenly, I had one of those free samples, like a, one of those eternal moments in just a little moment of time. But it was so sweet. It was so unbelievably sweet. When the mind did arise again, it realized that it would have gone through 80 years of all that bullshit for this one moment. One, one moment of its demonstration erased 80 years of blackboards of all the bullshit written by this mental process, just like that, as if it wasn't never happened. Yeah? The awe and the love that it generated in a split nanosecond. Yeah? You couldn't squeeze into eight lives. Yeah? This is the wonder of mind to me. The availability of it—it's, it's incomprehensible, in a way. And the beautiful thing is, I have no need to know it, none whatsoever. I realize the futility. There's no way you're ever going to know it. You're being known by it. Yeah. It's seeing. It's not seen. Yeah. It's having. It's not had. Yeah. It's doing. It's not the doer. Yeah. It gets intimated by its movement through us. But its intimation is sweet, very cool, cool, you know. <coughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. I think for today. Yes. Now I get to the real business at hand. Shirts. I sell shirts. I have cottage industry. I'll pass a basket too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
1: donations are helpful.